Welcome to Evan Makovsky's Business Podcast. I am the namesake, yours truly, Evan Makovsky, and it is my pleasure to have on the program Kevin Martisich. He's a writer, producer, and marketer, and he runs Martisich Communications as well as a UCLA Extension instructor, a very busy man. Kevin, thanks for joining the program. Evan, it's my pleasure. You've written in most areas of the communications field, from developing scripts for Oscar winner Oliver Stone to writing your own interactive movies for MTV, and from writing and producing documentary shorts for UCLA Extension and nonprofits in California, Columbia, to speech and press release writing for National Geographic. You have such a diverse portfolio, writing copy for the Emmy-winning ad agency Troika for Apple.com and ESPN's brand, to drafting magazine personality profile articles on stars Michael Douglas and Jamie Lee Curtis. Thinking back on these diverse stories you've written, what might be your favorite type and why? My favorite type is screenwriting. It is the purest form of storytelling. I love that our advertising and PR fields have caught up to this new term storytelling in terms of content marketing. But the truth is we know Hollywood goes back decades and decades in terms of being the golden city for storytelling. I'm simply fascinated by the concept of establishing a world, establishing the characters, and then the central conflict of the story, which can be put in today's PR and advertising worlds but again, in its purest form, I'm just fascinated with screenwriting. What story, Kevin, will you tell next? What are you working on? Currently, I'm in negotiations to help a producer in terms of copywriting a big new gangster script and proofreading and running through that just as a professional proofreader. But more so, my big project that I'm, I've been working on for months is very, very timely with what's going on with Russia and the world. So going back to Oliver Stone's company, one of my colleagues there was a writer named Dane Rosselli. Dane and I were offered a three-picture writing deal literally 20 years ago when we teamed up as screenwriters before I went into my 15 to 20-year run as a marketing writer. And so Dane and I and a new emerging writer named Vanessa Lee Bloom, the three of us have teamed up and we have a spy thriller coming to completion in the next few weeks. So I'm super excited about a script called Even in Death, which is the actual phrase from the CIA Memorial Wall that some spies will remain classified, quote unquote, even in death. So that's the story that I'm really excited about. That's first and foremost. Story is used as a business term everywhere nowadays, from branding to PR agencies. What might be some ways companies or organizations can better understand what storytelling actually is? Let me answer that in a two-part answer on the advertising and PR side, and then on the pure storytelling or Hollywood storytelling side. Understanding what storytelling is, is going back to being a genuine communicator, which is so important for all our areas of the communication field. The reality is if you look back at the literature review of business terms in the last 20 to 30 years, you hear things like I heard when I was in-house as a communications writer at Fox, where we were talking about it as a vertically integrated studio. And I'm not sure that actually ultimately held up when Disney just acquired all the assets. And more lately, we've heard terms like doing a deep dive, leaning in, so forth and so on. So business jargon, as I've learned from great communicators in this field, only goes so far it's helpful, but we have to be genuine about it. And that is especially true with storytelling. Storytelling is our oldest form of communication. It's how we've shared our 
morals and our lessons as a society since we were sitting around a campfire. So what I would encourage on the PR and advertising side is keeping it genuine. In other words, really diving into that super creative Smith, the single most important thing in your creative brief, or in a press release, that headline that is truly newsworthy as opposed to just sending it through a newswire service that might get out to a lot of places, but won't deserve the cover of a magazine because it's not truly newsworthy. So I really encourage a genuine approach in storytelling on the PR and advertising side. And then let me just answer succinctly in terms of what storytelling actually is from the Hollywood side. USC screenwriting, where I completed a second emphasis getting my master's in communication there, they teach this fundamental lesson on storytelling. Establish the world, the characters, and the central conflict or whatever it is you're trying to solve, which is like a creative brief, the single thing you must convey. So that's how I would uh, give you a two-part answer on what storytelling actually is. Stories from a PR perspective were told through the same tools for many decades. For example, a press agent will write a press release for a product or service, and then if it was quote-unquote newsworthy enough, this story might break from, say, the New York Times to trade publications on tech, tourism, etc. This press megaphone was dominant from, say, 1930s to around 2005, then enter social media, Facebook, YouTube, other tools exploded in 2006. Digital PR and ads have been dominant for the last 16 years and at lightning speeds. How do we stay abreast of these quickly, extremely quickly evolving tools? That is an excellent question. If we look at the literature review, that's an academic term for what's come before over the last 20 years of social media, there's a cautionary tale, I would argue, as a professor from MySpace. We know that Fox acquired MySpace and paid a small fortune for it and then turned around and it was not priced at that point years later when it was attempting to be sold. So trends are going to come and go with these quickly evolving digital tools. And as long as, as I said before, the approach is genuine, it's highly creative and it's rooted in the fundamentals of storytelling, then I think we can get behind it, especially if the analytics back it up. But if you're not approaching it from that genuine perspective and the data doesn't support it, then I think we have to have a healthy dose of skepticism with some tools. How do you grab an audience, Kevin, with a story? It's true with both a great news story as well as a great Hollywood story. There's some kind of an inciting incident or a news value of must know, should know for the public. So again, in Storytelling 101, what is that incident that sparks the story? So we know in The Fugitive with Harrison Ford comes home to discover his wife's been murdered. We're immediately emotionally invested in the story. If I said to you, as I wrote many press releases on launching National Geographic Channel, that hypothetically speaking, this was one of the top 10 rapidly growing channels in America, and I sent that out to a B2B press, they'd want to know that story because there's significant advertising revenue that is important to their clients that they want to then perhaps place it on that channel. So again, there's got to be something that hooks you from a storytelling perspective, or in terms of a PR storytelling perspective, is it a revenue stream that hooks you? Whatever must know, should know, i.e. news value, that's it. So in other words, hook the reader. Can you help us understand what is so important about stories? That's another great question. Here I would cite Dr. Henry Jenkins, a scholar, 
who's a joint hire both in the Annenberg School for Communications, where I did my master's, as well as the esteemed USC Film School, where I did a second emphasis in screenwriting. This guy's fascinating, and he is at the root of transmedia storytelling, so the most futuristic approach to our marketing writing today, as well as our pure Hollywood storytelling. And Dr. Jenkins says this, quote unquote, we share our greatest values through storytelling. I love that phrase because we can do that as a company and we can do that as a screenwriter. Who is the best storyteller you've come across, Kevin? Hands down, Shakespeare. Now, immediately that sends a chill up people's spine because Shakespeare is intimidating. It was to me as a surfer kid here in LA. (laughs) I wish I could have said somebody else, but here's the truth. And let me just give you a headline, an advertising headline, as it were, from Shakespeare that is very pertinent to what's going on as we may break out in war with Ukraine and Russia today. In a play about an overambitious General Macbeth, he is forewarned by Shakespeare that blood will have blood. Blood will have blood. Four words. That's a brilliant headline. It's a cautionary tale about charging in too fast on something. We now live in an era where you can tell a story to anyone anywhere in the world. Obviously, also with the pandemic, that has been shown that you don't even necessarily have to ever meet face to face. What might some downsides be to our instant storytelling on a national or global level? We saw on January 6th that people were misled and that there was an attack on the Capitol because the storytelling was not verified. So. The reality is we have to be extremely cautious. And frankly, I miss the gatekeepers of old who were better at distilling facts versus social media random headlines that have not been verified. So I do think we're missing something in terms of the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal. It doesn't matter what side of the political aisle you fall on. One has traditionally been viewed as more from the left and more towards the right in terms of newspapers, but they both were excellent at verifying the facts. So in our instant global storytelling world, we are losing that skill set of verifying the facts. Can you tell us some success stories about your students? We haven't touched much on your UCLA extension work as a professor, whether the alums are marketers or filmmakers who have gone to the Oscars versus who has gone viral with their ads and stories. And we say gone to the Oscars as in nominated and gone viral as in their ads and stories have actually gone viral. So you are teaching people who are making waves in both Hollywood and the business world. Absolutely. I'm really proud of my students. One of the joys of teaching is being out thought by your students. And it's one of the reasons I enjoy interviews like this is I love a good conversation and my students inspire that conversation in the classroom and with their body of work. So to provide you three quick examples on the Oscar front and then two quick examples on the viral advertising front. In terms of Hollywood, Jean de Muron was a student who's been Oscar nominated with his film, The Woman in the Train, uh, La Femme et la TGV, Pardon me, my French just butchered that, but that was his film. That was, <laughs> Je parle <laughs> un peu français. <laughs> yeah, sorry, man. <laughs> so, but what it is, is a universal story that translates in any language. It's a story, a brilliant story about a woman who falls in love with a train conductor who she never meets, who sends his train by her small Swiss village every day. And they literally become the old fashioned pen pals where he drops a note out his window as his train breezes by. Once it goes by, she goes and collects it. Then she mails him a letter 
and they have this long distance fascinating friendship and she begins to fall in love with them. It is a heartfelt, beautiful story. You can see the trailer on my website, kevinmartisich.com. John was, and his team were Oscar nominated for best short film. What's so interesting is these storytelling skills, as you noted, go from pure filmmaking to storytelling on the PR and advertising front. So two other alums, Stephanie Blum, as well as Alvar Carretero de la Fuente, they both work as Oscar publicists. So they help tell the story of the film, whether it's in targeted screenings or working the red carpet for the press. Those two alums are also at the Oscars. Now, in terms of the advertising side going viral instead of going to the Oscars, I would like to cite two students, Mike Alfaro and Tessa Jacobson. Mike Alfaro, you guys might actually already know his name who are listening. He went viral with the explosively popular game Millennial Loteria. And he has a fascinating immigrant story from Guatemala. He's a passionate copywriter. And he decided to do a satire version of an existing game, Loteria. And he created something called Millennial Loteria, where he took the iconic faces on these bingo-like cards and made them more contemporary. L student debt, playing with this sort of English-Spanish combo. It is a brilliant, brilliant bit of storytelling. And then he coupled that with a TikTok campaign that also went viral. So he's a huge social media influencer now. And not only is he a board game producer with Millennial Loteria, he's also the creative director at Secret Weapon Marketing. So he is, as much as there could be a case study of success, it's Mike Alfaro. Tessa Jacobson came to me from her actual company. She was working for Ice Hotel, the legendary hotel carved partly out of ice in Sweden near the Arctic Circle. It's a luxury property, stunningly beautiful, has obviously permanent standing structures that are enhanced by these gorgeous ice sculptures and statues and whatnot. And she wanted to take my writing for marketing course to figure out how to tell their stories. They were going to open up the hotel beyond the iconic winter season to all four seasons, meaning warm, beautiful summertime in Sweden along this flowing river that in the winter they harvest for ice blocks. So I coached her creative brief, meaning the, the concept and the single most important thing she wanted to create for the ad. I coached her social media. We developed the entire marketing campaign in the course. Then she went back to Sweden, shot it with her team. First launch for, mind you, this is student homework. First launch was, I think, roughly 60,000 views. It was evergreen in terms of talking about the purity of one of Europe's last unpolluted rivers, the Tornay River, that feeds them in winter and then feeds their soul spiritually in the warm summer months as they float down it. And that re-release of that same video on Ice Book, or excuse me, Ice Hotel's Facebook website, the second release did over 300,000 views. So many students have actually gone viral like that, but Tessa's was just first class storytelling start to finish. Kevin, how do people or companies reach you as the head of Martisich Communications if they need to hire a writer, storyteller, marketer, or creative producer, or if they want you to coach their team, you have a buffet table of services. How do people access that buffet? Thank you so much. The number is 310-383-7456, or email is info at kevinmartisich.com. So that's I-N-F-O at K-E-V-I-N-M-A-R-D-E-S-I-C-H.com. And the best thing to do is to check out my examples on my website, which features this variety of storytelling and writing, as well as some sample courses. And my website is 
kevinmartisich.com, K-E-V-I-N-M-A-R-D-E-S-I-C-H.com. He is a diverse, talented man. He's a writer. He's a producer. He's a marketer. He's a storyteller. He's a coach. What else do we need to call him? Kevin Martisich, Martisich Communications. Thank you so much for joining my business podcast. Evan, thank you for having me. I'm a big fan of your podcast. I look forward to listening to more of them. Well, we're all going to look forward to listening to this episode. And I want to thank Kevin Martisich, again, of Martisich Communications. And he's also an instructor at UCLA Extension. I'm Evan Makovsky, and we will see you on the next episode.